0: Welcome to Deep Rooted Healing, a contemplative podcast exploring the healing bridges that connect the body, mind, heart, and soul, including creative practices, touch, nature, spirituality, and community. I'm Emma Freeman, an artist, poet, massage therapist, and Reiki practitioner. I'm a highly sensitive person and sober. This podcast is a record of my own unfolding spiritual journey. and May it be supportive for you in some way. I'm so glad you're here. Before I jump into this week's episode or topic, I want to share a couple of things that are really inspiring me right now. And they both have to do with enchantment, which is a word that is that has new awareness for me. I haven't thought much about that word at all until recently, and I definitely haven't used it in my life. And I think I associated it with Disney movies, I guess, and didn't think beyond that. Um, But recently, I've uh, had two artists cross my path who both explore enchantment within their work. And Um, each of their work really resonates so deeply with me. So I decided to look up the word and I discovered that it means to delight to a high degree, charming, to impart a magic quality to, and captivating. And all of those words totally resonate with me as a human and how I experience the world. Um, So now I'm incorporating this idea of enchantment into my life, kind of playing with it and starting to dream about what it means to me, which is really fun. So the first artist um, is uh, Amy Wan, W-O-N, and I heard her interviewed on the She Explores podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. And um, she shared a lot about her art and creative practice, which resonated with me. And she had this depth, but also this lightness to her and the way she talked about what she does. And she created this deck of cards called A Deck for Wonder Walking. And I bought a set and they're, oh my God, they're so beautiful and rich and soulful. They have her... um, ethereal magical paintings on them and then a simple word on the bottom and they're meant to um, inspire you when you go on a walk. So you can pull one card and then take that card with you on a walk and allow it to open up new perspective and new awareness within the world around us within nature. And some of the examples of the cards are edges, story, immersion, the woods, and portal. And there are a ton of the cards. And I've been pulling them out, just kind of flipping through them and looking at them, and then setting one or two on my art table because they're so beautiful. And I have found that they've, um, they kind of have this magic quality to them and act like Meditation cards without me even realizing it. So I see the word and it kind of gently finds its way into my thoughts and reflections. And I notice I'm starting, you know, I'll start to think about that like edges. You know, I started to just kind of notice or pay attention to edges in my work, or I started to journal with story in mind the story that I tell myself about different things this week. It's just really beautiful. And then yesterday, I took a walk with my dogs and my dad, and um, I had pulled out the immersion card right before I left, and I found on the walk that my imagination was drifting into all of these new places, um, like imagining there's a lake uh, just down our driveway, and I was looking at the the all of these Canadian geese who are passing through and imagining their little feet under the water and what it feels like for them when they come from a long journey up in the air and first dip their feet into the water. If that feels like when we as humans, you know, you you immerse yourself into a hot bath or for me when I'm, you know, really cold and like dip into a hot bath and that soothing, just ugh oh, amazing feeling. Does it feel similar to that to them? And what does it feel like for them to sleep with their feet in water? And I don't know my imagination just started to drift into all of these different places because of that, the prompt of that card. So I absolutely love what she's doing and I wanted to share her work here. Um, you can find out more about her on her website, Amy T one. So Amy, A M Y T W O N.com. She's on Instagram too. Um, yeah, so she's amazing. And then the other artist I want to share um, is named Yarrow Magdalena, um, who does so many magical, creative things, including um, a book that Yarrow wrote um, that I just finished called Rituals, Simple and Radical Practices for Enchantment in Times of Crisis. This book is amazing. I think I underlined almost the entire thing. Um Yarrow shares rituals that they have created and used in their life and makes really creative, gentle suggestions for things to try that I had never thought of. And I find it um, just the way that Yarrow dreams and articulates those dreams and questions and ponderings is really beautiful and and resonates deeply with me. Um, So this is one of the parts that I underline that I want to share. To me, enchantment is a lifeline. It's going into the forest to snotty cry during a pandemic and leaning against a tree for cuddles. It's knowing that even though borders are closed, I can still let my mind travel freely. It's also remembering that I am not separate from anything and that I can feel belonging, even when my human relationships are complicated and sometimes overwhelming. My hope is that a sense of enchantment feeds our capacity for radical imagination so that we can reach for something far beyond capitalism, white supremacy, and patriarchy. I am also hopeful that it will help us untangle the cognitive dissonance we're sometimes experiencing, that the lack of coherence between our values and our actions will be illuminated by ritual. I think daydreaming is a practice of enchantment it requires comfort with solitude and boredom, as well as good rest. It lets us drop below the surface of intellectual exploration, deeper into the places of wonder and possibility, as if we were diving into a lake. Isn't that beautiful? Ah, oh, I love it. Um, Yeah, so I just wanted to share that for you all because i'm excited about it and Yaro is a queer human who lives in scotland um is a writer web designer dreamer healer hosts virtual creative business groups does print making all kinds of stuff um work uh, kind of kindred multi-passionate queer spirits i think <laughs> Um and Yarrow also has two podcasts that I really love um, called Daydreaming Wolves and the DIY Small Business Podcast. Um so you can look, check those out. Um also Yarrow's website is yarrowmagdalena.com and I'll share links in the notes too, so you can just click on them if you want. Okay, so today I want to reflect on some of the difficult decisions that I've had to make during the pandemic which was sparked by um, a poem that I read this morning at my art table by John O'Donohue that made me cry and um, made me just have some reflections and thoughts I wanted to share with you. Um, So I want to read the poem first. Um, It's called For the Time of Necessary Decision. The mind of time is hard to read. We can never predict what it will bring, nor even from all that is already gone can we say what form it finally takes, for time gathers its moments secretly. Often we only know it's time to change when a force has built inside the heart that leaves us uneasy as we are. Perhaps the work we do has lost its soul, or the love where we once belonged calls nothing alive in us anymore. We drift through this gray, increasing nowhere, until we stand before a threshold we know we have to cross to come alive once more. May we have the courage to take the step into the unknown that beckons us. Trust that a richer life awaits us there, that we will lose nothing but what has already died. Feel the deeper knowing in us sure of what, of all that is about to be born beyond the pale frames where we stayed confined, not realizing how such vacant endurance was bleaching our soul's desire. Whew. Isn't that amazing? Oh, I recorded that two other times before this one, and I was crying so much I had to stop. Oh, it just speaks so poignantly and beautifully to what I've been through. Maybe it speaks to you about something in your life. Um, so to share more about uh, what that touches on for me, um, it really gets to the heart of what I was going through at the beginning of 2020, and In my businesses and in my relationship, I was in this space of feeling no longer fulfilled or energized by where I was existing within, but I didn't know what to do. And I felt trapped by my choices. And I felt so many different feelings about it all. I had committed to a two-year lease for my shop and I had about 10 months left at this point. My photography work, which I was doing to pay my bills outside of my shop, um, was making me feel like I was pretending to be someone I was. I wasn't every time I was taking pictures and it was really starting to do damage within me, but I felt Like, I couldn't stop doing it because I needed to make the money. Um, And I was in a long-term relationship, a marriage, and thought, you know, things weren't good. And at that time, I thought maybe I just needed to change one more thing about myself, and then maybe I could make it work. I was definitely taking on all, all of the weight of it. I thought it was my fault and for lots of different reasons and I just overall felt all of this intense guilt and shame and overwhelm and fear and grief and burnout such intense burnout and I I was really hard on myself because while I felt trapped in my choices I also felt like those were my choices that was my doing and that I should have been able to predict or plan that this would happen. And that's my fault. And I should probably just suffer through it because that's the consequences of my actions. You know, those are some of the things that were going through my mind. But I also was miserable. I just was not, I was so depleted and just really worn down and struggling. And so I was playing a lot with different possibilities of what I could change, what might make things feel better. So going to couples counseling to try to sort out what was not working in the relationship, teaching more art classes in my shop and around town, Um, I started to limit what I was selling. So I was selling a lot of secondhand and vintage things and other people's art. So I started to whittle down the categories of what I was selling and thought that maybe by, you know, not trying to keep so many balls in the air that maybe that would make me feel better. And also I I got to the point where I felt like I was trying to be way too many things to way too many people. So in a small way, I thought, okay, well, maybe if I stop selling furniture and I stop selling vintage clothes, uh, most vintage clothes, since that's not what I'm excited about. And, you know, maybe if I just bring in the things that I'm really enjoying right now, maybe that will make me feel better and I'll have more energy. That was one of the things that I played with. I also played with expanding my studio space within the shop because I was craving more time and energy to work on my art. And I thought if I took up more physical space with my art, that maybe that would also encourage me to spend that more time there. I didn't know how that would translate into being able to pay my bills, but I knew that that's what my soul was wanting. Um, So I played with that. And then I tried... I decided, okay, I'm going to sublet my shop for the rest of the lease so I could move on, even though I didn't know what I would move on to exactly. But um, so I started to explore that and I couldn't find anyone to take over the space. Um, I applied to be on a reality TV show about making things. (laughs) Um, During this time, I cried a lot. I stress ate a lot. And then the pandemic hit. And in March. So uh, at that point, the brakes just came on. Everything came to a screeching halt. Everything. Um, customers couldn't come in my shop anymore because the governor of Minnesota um, had ordered that um, many businesses close our doors, including mine, for an indefinite amount of time. And uh, my photography jobs uh, instantly dried up because people couldn't gather in person, of course. Um, I couldn't teach any more art classes in person because people couldn't gather. So those were all of my income sources. So all of my income stopped all at once. And, uh, yeah, so many things. Um, But the pandemic, in many ways, made some of these really hard decisions for me. Because I couldn't pay my shop bills because I was forced to close my doors and I didn't have savings to draw on. You know, I tried to negotiate with a landlord, but he refused to work with me and told me I was running my business badly and that I should have planned for this. And I was like, well, sure, in an ideal world, I would have had a lot of savings, but that I didn't, you know, that wasn't, I just didn't. And I was making things work by working all the time. And, you know, I would just make ends meet each month. But then, you know, once it all dried up, it just there was it all dried up um so then I applied for the emergency funding the PPP loan um because I thought okay well maybe I can pay off at least a couple months of rent with that and then maybe someone will then sub up the space you know all of these little steps like okay what can I do here um I didn't get that PPP loan quickly enough or as they said you know They were telling people that you you could get it within 24 hours of applying. That did not happen for many of us. So during this time, you know, I made the decision to close and move out and break the lease because I felt like I didn't know what else to do. And I was really fueled by the anger um, and lack of compassion that the landlord was showing me. So I moved out within a few days. It was like the spark ignited a fire and I just went into go mode and, um, Uh, and unfortunately now the landlord has come after me legally and I have to pay for all of the remaining months, including some late fees. So that's not fun. But anyway, um, and the pandemic also seemed to like make the cracks in my relationship a lot bigger and made us both realize that, you know, splitting up was what was the right choice. And that came with so much pain and loss and overwhelm. But all of these shifts in my life, it's like it shifted things in a tectonic way. I really wasn't happy or fulfilled with my life earlier this year. And now in, so this is November 22nd, you know, I really, I feel more at peace with myself. I feel more connected to myself as an artist than I ever have. I feel like I'm taking better care of my body and my spirit than I ever have. And it's like, like someone, a force like forced me to sit down and sit still for the first time in 25 years. I don't know, a <laughs> long time. Um, and not that it's like lovely and easy and magical all the time. it's definitely not. And I have many consistent waves of anxiety and worry about everything happening in the world and where I'm gonna live next and how I will make a steady income again. But through the grief and the difficulty, my spiritual practice has emerged and my daily art practice has emerged. And I've been reading books and poetry again and um, actually listening to what my body needs rather than just ignoring it and pushing through the pain and the burnout and the overwhelm. And my relationship to time has drastically changed. I think many of ours has, right? I mean for better, for worse, you know, it's, we're in this, in such an intense time in so many ways. And I feel like I'm in new terrain and it's making me realize that I, I don't know what lies ahead in my life because I've never been here before. And I know that I don't want what I've had before. So I can't know what lies ahead. um, and what, what my life as an artist and a business looks like down the road really isn't clear. And sometimes that scares me a lot. Um, but I also feel like I'm working every day to discover and le- what that is and let it reveal itself to me. And I know it won't look like anything I've done before. And that unknown is really, really, really hard sometimes. Um But it also feels like there's something beautiful and deep and rich and interesting germinating right now. And I'm practicing trusting that and tuning into that space of wonder and building from there, just moment by moment, step by step. So I want to end today with another poem by John O'Donohue. Can you tell I love him? <laughs> I've sure shared so many of his poems um, and I will keep sharing them that inspire me. So this one is called For Courage. When the light around lessens and your thoughts darken until your body feels fear, turn cold as a stone inside. When you find yourself bereft of any belief in yourself and All you unknowingly leaned on has fallen. When one voice commands your whole heart and it is raven dark, steady yourself and see that it is your own thinking that darkens your world. Search and you will find a diamond thought of light. Know that you are not alone and this darkness has purpose. Gradually, it will school your eyes to find the one gift your life requires. Hidden within this night corner. Invoke the learning of every suffering you have suffered. Close your eyes. Gather all the kindling about your heart to create one spark. That is all you need to nourish the flame that will cleanse the dark of its weight of festered fear. A new confidence will come alive to urge you towards higher ground, where your imagination will learn to engage difficulty as its most rewarding threshold. Mm well, that's, that's, we're going to just leave that there. Okay, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, my friend.